Hello, this is episode 246 of the Purple Psychology Podcast, Anisha O'Reilly. This is a short little episode on unconditional love and Mother's Day. I've been seeing a lot of posts in relation to Mother's Day in all sorts of different levels. And the same propped up around Father's Day last year. And I'm, I was really struck by... In Ireland, Mother's Day is at a different date. I, I still don't know why that is. I never bothered to look it up. I keep meaning to every time it rolls around, so maybe I will today. But I was struck by a post a few months ago for Ireland's Mother's Day by somebody on my Facebook. And a company had sent them an opt-out email of offers and correspondence in relation to Mother's Day coming up and they were saying that they were very grateful for it, that there was a time when it had felt really raw and it had really hurt them to to get, you know, to feel bombarded in their inbox by those kind of emails coming up to the event that they, you know, that they were still feeling too raw having lost their mother. And so for me it's it's kind of like having a conversation where you compare Harry Potter and Neville Longbottom and you decide which is, you know, more traumatic, to have lost someone who loved you so unconditionally and sacrificed so much for you, or to be like Neville Longbottom and to never know your parents because of their mental illness, because they sacrificed themselves in many ways for their purpose. And so he's never had the benefit of his his parents' love and he's been brought up by his grandmother. And it often reminds me of the the um, the same dynamic in my own household, you know, what will be worse for me to lose my mother having known such love or for her to have effectively have never known her mother because of the circumstances. So it's it's a, it's a it's a strange conversation to have in your mind to to wonder which hurts more. And I remember using this quote um, that Queen Elizabeth is credited with, but it was actually a psychologist who said it to her, and it was um, grief is the price that we pay for love, which is very timely for her as well. And so what is what is unconditional like? I've written an entire book on this. It was the first book I wrote. Many ways to heal the generational pain within my own family. But also because I I kept working with it on repeat loop. And there's this internal battle that takes place inside in me because I often end up having this conversation with people. Like, unconditional love is not allowing people to treat you badly. There's a self-worth involved. You, you have a self-worth and an expectation of what you deserve. And in a way that doesn't seem unconditional, that, that seems the complete opposite. And a lot of the time, parents will say to me, you know, in, in these grand sweeping statements around unconditional, you know, oh, I just want my child to be happy. I want them to be themselves and... Um, I'm, I'm completely unconditional with them, like, you know, I, I just love them and I, I want them, you know, to be the, the best they can be. And then I present a whole series of 
possibilities for their child based on, on the sort of person they are and the sort of personality they have and the sort of aptitudes. And I'll often pr present this big, long, ranging possibilities to them that has everything from, you know, creativity to life purpose to the sort of serving jobs that we often take as standard. It will present all of this mirage of of possibilities for their child having told me that they just want their child to be happy and they just want them to be you know what's possible for them and they will always hone in on the one that they think has the most monetary gain inevitably so there are always hidden conditions so it's it's not unconditional and so I've come to the realization that what the what it is and, and what I do and how I see people, and actually this has been manipulated by others often in the past, is that I have this total acceptance of people. It's a complete acceptance of where people are at. And that doesn't affect my own self-worth. I will have a standard of behavior or of energy in my field or in what I will allow others to project onto me because I feel very whole in myself. But I'm unconditional in where I meet them at. I'm completely accepting in where people are, who they are, what they feel is possible for them, their fears, their situation, what they feel they can cope with, their behaviour, the reasons for their behavior and so on. There's an, a total acceptance. And so what I grew up with that was different was, and now I suppose now that I'm older and we have many conversations about it because, you know, I, I had a completely different life goal, obviously, when I was in school. Well, I did and I didn't. I wanted to help people. And I thought the only way you could do that was to be a doctor. But my parents may not always understand me because we're very different but they have a complete acceptance of me and they have an acceptance for me to make my own mistakes. I think that's the conversation that happens more and more now. They have an acceptance for me to choose whatever life choices I choose, whatever partners I choose, whatever experiences I choose, whatever study I chose to do, even if I chose to do something radically different with it. There's an acceptance in my life journey. They don't have to understand it. They unconditionally accept it. And that, for me, is the difference. That's unconditional love. There's a, a, a support there, regardless of whatever choices I make. And they aren't forcing me to make the ones that they feel are the best for me. And in the same, we should be able to do the same in all partnerships and all relationships in our lives. We should be able to accept where others are at and meet them there. And that doesn't require us to diminish our own self-worth. I think that's a really important misunderstanding.